Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 334 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the freedom to read your word. Help us learn more about you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 23. Jesus was brought before Pilate, who didn't find that he was guilty of anything deserving death. He tried to pass the buck to Herod and sent Jesus to him. Herod was pleased because he wanted a chance to meet Jesus, but he didn't treat Jesus well, as we read in verse 11. Then he was sent back to Pilate. Verse 12 tells us that Pilate and Herod had been enemies, but this situation brought them together. And as we discussed yesterday, Sin gathers its people together, forming a special bond. Pilate tried to convince the chief priests and rulers that Jesus had done nothing deserving death. But verse 18 says, But they all together raised a deep cry from the depths of their throats, saying, Away with this man! Release to us Barabbas! Pilate asked for Jesus' release three times, but the people's voices prevailed. Jesus' love for us is unfathomable. As he was taken to the cross, he told the women, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. He didn't ask those who watched him die for pity or for their tears. He told them to think of themselves instead. He prayed for forgiveness for the ones who put him on the cross. Then, before he took his last breath, he granted one of the sinners next to him eternal life. Jesus asks for our hearts because he first loved us. This is love. May we receive the fullness of his love. Well, let's see what John's vision is in Revelation chapter 14. We read about the 144,000 souls who are saved, the same 144,000 we read about in chapter 7. They have God's inscription on their foreheads, and they sing a new song that no one else knew or could even learn. They were set apart for such a time as this. Next, an angel comes to earth to tell everyone to revere God and give him glory. The time of judgment will have arrived. Another angel declares that Babylon will have fallen. Babylon represents all of mankind that have refused God's invitation to become his. A third angel tells the world that all those who had the mark of the beast will go to hell. Next, the saints are called. Verse 12 says, Here comes in a call for the steadfastness of the saints, the patience, the endurance of the people of God, those who habitually keep God's commandments and their faith in Jesus. May we cling to our faith in Christ keep his commandments, and do what he calls us to do. Let's see what Daniel is writing in chapter 7. This chapter and the next four chapters include visions Daniel had. The vision described here occurred when Belshazzar was king. So it is a little out of order from our last chapter when Belshazzar was killed and the Medes took over Babylon. Daniel saw four winds come up, consisting of political and social agitation stirring up the nations. Then he saw four beasts arise. The first beast looked like a lion and represented Babylon. The second was like a bear and represented the Medo-Persian Empire. The third looked like a leopard and was the Grecian Empire. The Amplified Bible notes that Alexander the Great was the head of the Grecian Empire. The last beast was different from all the rest. Daniel described him in verse 7 as terrible, powerful and dreadful, and exceedingly strong, and it had great iron teeth. It also had ten horns representing ten kings. Some believe this beast represented the Roman Empire. It is possible that the Roman Empire will gain power again in the future. Daniel saw thrones and God taking his throne. 
we read a mighty description of the Lord sitting on a fiery flame throne with wheels of burning fire. There were countless angels before him as God came to sit on the judgment throne. Next, we read about Jesus being given dominion and glory and kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. Revelation chapter 5 verses 1 through 10 is referenced here. This passage tells us that Jesus is the only one who can open the scroll. Once this occurs, Jesus will reign forever. Daniel was anxious and asked one of the angels for an interpretation of everything he saw. If you remember, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that he couldn't quite remember nor could interpret. Daniel was brought to interpret it, which contained similar information from the king's standpoint as we read here. However, Daniel's dream or vision is based on how God sees the nations. He sees them as beasts. As you read, take note of how Daniel describes the nations. He wanted to know more about the fourth beast. We might consider that the fourth beast is the Antichrist. There are a number of references to Revelation in this chapter. I encourage you to read them as they contain similarities to this chapter. One important takeaway for us is that Jesus is the conqueror. He wins the battle and will reign forever. In chapter 8, we read about another vision of Daniel's. He saw a ram with two horns. This ram represented the Medo-Persian Empire. It had two horns, with one of the horns being higher than the other. The taller horn represented Persia because it was the strongest of the two. These two empires conquered many people and lands. But then Daniel saw a goat coming from the west, which represented Alexander the Great. The goat fought against the ram and destroyed it. God used Alexander to spread the Greek language and its customs to all the people before his son Jesus was born. This is why the New Testament is written in Greek. Four leaders rose at the end of Alexander the Great's empire to take his place. In verse 9, we read about a specific ruler who grew to great stature. His name is Antiochus Epiphanes. He was presumptuous and prideful and set himself against Israel. He took away their burnt offerings, profaned their sanctuary, and persecuted the Jews. He began his campaign against Jerusalem in 171 BC and continued to be against them for 2300 days, as noted in verse 14. Although this prophecy has already been fulfilled, we should study Antiochus Epiphanes' rule because some think his characteristics will be much like the Antichrist's. Daniel fainted and was sick after this vision. His suffering is much like what we would endure when we watch our loved ones suffer. He loved God's people and had difficulty seeing what would happen to them. May we pray that God will help us remain strong and faithful to him no matter what comes our way. Let's see what we can learn from Proverbs 3 today. Some of the most well-known verses are in this chapter. Verses 5 and 6 say, Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. May we lean into the Lord and ask him to lead and guide us. Solomon advises us to honor God with our tithes, and then we will have plenty for ourselves. He tells us not to despise God's chastening because God loves those he chastens. Learning from God is far more valuable than gold. Last, Solomon says not to be envious of anyone, for it is disgusting to the Lord. Instead, be in communion with him. This is what he loves. God loves time with his people, which means he loves time with you and me. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for sending your son to save us, for we cannot save ourselves. Thank you for the wisdom in your word. Father, grant us more wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Help us walk in your wisdom, Lord. Strengthen us in every way to remain strong in our faith and belief in you. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.